Welcome to Embrace It All with Certified Life Coach Angela Adams. Although living with anxiety can be a challenge, did you know that you can really enjoy your life and thrive despite dealing with anxiety? Come with me and let me show you how you can love and embrace all of it. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back. So glad you're here. So by the time you hear this, I will have had another birthday, which means I am officially 54 years old. Now, 20 years ago, that sounded really, really old to me, but now, not quite so much. In fact, I feel like I'm just beginning in a lot of ways. Uh, It's great to feel that way. And when you think about it statistically, I probably do have about 30 to 40 years left ahead of me, right? So I am just getting started. And one of my friends at breakfast today, I went out with some great friends of mine, and one of them said, you know, you've had quite a year. And as I looked at her, I thought, well, what do you mean by that? And she just started chuckling. And she said, well, let's see, you've started a coaching business, you've started a podcast, and she started listing all of these things. And I thought, I guess she's right. I have had quite a year, so I'm excited. I'm excited for the next year, the next chapter. Anyway, for the last several weeks, we've been talking a lot about inaccurate ways of thinking and thought distortions, if you will. And so today, I wanted to talk about one of those thought distortions called catastrophizing. And we're going to talk about how to solve for the worst case scenario without catastrophizing. One of my grandson's favorite books that he likes me to read to him when he gets when he comes over to stay is called What If the Shark Wore Tennis Shoes? And this story is such a cute story about this little boy who eh, really has a tough time falling asleep because he imagines every feasible way that a shark will come into his room and eat him up. He is constantly asking his mother all through the book, what if this happens and what if that happens? And no matter how his mother answers, his little brain just keeps going and going and going and goes straight to the worst case scenario, being eaten by this shark. And our brains love to imagine all the possibilities, right? And try to solve for every problem that may or may not even happen like this little boy in the story. Our brains like to be efficient, and it thinks that solving for every problem imaginable ahead of time is so efficient and so effective, but really, it's not. (laughs) There's no feasible way to plan for everything that may or may not happen. Have you ever tried doing this? Think of a situation where this type of thinking actually comes into play. For me, it happens all the time when I am packing for a vacation, and especially when I had all of my kids still at home. I remember so vividly trying to plan for every little possible thing that could go wrong, and I will tell you, it was absolutely exhausting. I I wanted to be prepared as possible, but I found that as I focused on trying to predict and plan for every possible little thing that could go wrong, 
I was totally unable to focus on the excitement and the anticipation of the vacation itself. <laughs> and does, does this sound familiar to any of you out there? Or am I the only person that's ever, ever felt this way? I don't know. But if you think about it, there really is no way to predict every possible worst case scenario, right? The only thing I can really do is to prepare for what I know and plan accordingly. For instance, I can look ahead at the weather forecast and I can plan for that, right? What we're going to wear, what we're going to take. I can plan for the activities that we'll be doing, where we'll be staying, how we'll be getting to our destination. Are we going to fly? Are we going to drive? How many meals we're we're going to need? Are we going to eat out? Are we going to be packing food ourselves? And of course, obviously knowing the specific needs for each member of the family. But that is really it. Can you imagine, though, trying to pack your suitcase for every worst thing that could happen, every possibility? (laughs) First of all, you would not have enough space to pack for it all. And secondly, you would waste so much time and so much brain power trying to solve for it. You would drive yourself crazy. It's only natural, though, that our brains, like I said earlier, believe that we can do this because they are created to solve for problems. Early in human existence, our brain, brains were trained trained this way in order to solve in order to even solve for every problem that might come into play just to survive every day. And even though we've come a long way from living every day just to survive, sometimes our brains still want to jump to the worst case scenario and try to solve for it. And this can be especially true with those of us who deal with anxiety and worry and overwhelm regularly. For us, our brains have formed a habit of even exaggerating these worst-case scenarios. Now, maybe this is striking a chord for some of you because you can relate to what I'm saying. This is something that I have struggled with for a long time, and I used to struggle with it a lot, but not so much anymore. And I've coached many clients who also struggle with this. And this type of thinking is called catastrophizing another thought distortion. Catastrophizing is related to jumping to conclusions. We talked about that a few weeks ago. However, in this case, you jump straight to the worst possible conclusion in every scenario, no matter how improbable it is. And this cognitive distortion often comes with what if questions, (laughs) just like our story, right? That leads you to thinking about the worst case scenario. So when my husband and I were young and our children were really young, he had to go away on business for a few days. And so that meant I was home alone with the children for a few days. And during the day, it wasn't a problem at all. But at night, my mind always went to the straight what if questions, right? And one night in my infinite wisdom, I decided to watch a movie after the kids went to bed. And I thought maybe this would help me fall asleep. Well, it was a romantic movie, but in the end, one of the main characters dies. I think he was killed in a plane crash or something. Anyway, immediately, immediately, my mind started going down that path of what if, what if, and thinking about the worst 
case scenario? What if my husband was in an accident and dies and I never get to say goodbye? What if I have to raise my children all alone? And this went on and on and on for so long to the point that I I remember vividly that I did not get any sleep that night and my anxiety just kept getting worse and worse. Now, There's other examples out there. For instance, what if my child falls while climbing the tree and breaks her arm? Then I'll be a failure as a mother because I can't protect my child. Do you see how that goes to worst case scenario on both extremes? What if he didn't answer my text because he really doesn't care about me? I'm going to be alone forever. What if we make all of these vacation plans and we end up missing our connections or it rains the entire time or someone gets sick, then the whole vacation will be ruined. So if you're listening to this and these examples and you're saying, oh my goodness, that is me, (laughs) then make sure you get on my calendar so we can talk about this until I became aware that this was one of my default automatic ways of thinking, I constantly worried about all kinds of what ifs, and I would go straight to thinking of the worst, worst possible thing. And believe me, this was so exhausting and it was so painful, but I want to tell you, it doesn't have to stay this way. So get on my calendar, please. Now, I want you to notice what happens when we allow our brains to continue to go on and on and on with all these what-ifs. We really tend to blow things way out of proportion, don't we? And our worry and our anxiety elevates. We worry over things that may or may not ever, ever happen. And our brain wants to believe that these what-if questions are really useful. Because, again, it wants to solve for them, right? It wants to be extra prepared. But when we indulge in all these what-if questions and go straight to the worst thing that could possibly happen, we really become stuck in all of that worry and all of that overwhelm. And our brain feels like it is spinning and we, we are going nowhere. But here's the deal. We think... We really think that it is actually the worst case scenario itself, the situation itself that we are planning for and solving for. But I want to offer this to you. That is completely not true. What is true is this. We're trying to avoid a negative feeling. We are trying to solve for a negative feeling. The way we interpret the worst case scenario, what we make it mean, will create that feeling that we don't want. Now remember, our thoughts always create our feelings. Catastrophic thinking creates a lack of trust in ourselves to the point that we tell ourselves we don't know what to do. We won't know what to do or how to feel if the worst thing does happen. We cannot solve for what we don't know, for what hasn't happened, but we can. What we can do is train our brains to create thoughts and feelings we want ahead of time so that if by chance a situation does occur, we will be prepared. And this will allow us to be intentional instead of being afraid. 
and I can help you with this when you come and work with me one-on-one. But right now, I want to give you four tips to get you started. Tip number one, understand that the worst thing, the very worst thing that can happen is only a feeling. Seriously, it is only a feeling. The situation itself is always neutral. It is how we interpret that situation that makes it mean something catastrophic. And when we interpret it to mean something catastrophic, that is where the feelings come from. So notice, notice when your brain jumps to the worst case scenario and then question that story that it is trying to tell you. Why? Why did it automatically go to that thought? What is it that I'm afraid of? And most often you'll find that it's a feeling or what you make it mean. And then identify what that feeling would be or what you do make it mean and get really curious about it. Ask more questions. Tip number two, present your brain with an opposite scenario. For instance, what if my child gets up and down that tree just fine? Then she will have learned how to do something challenging. She will have exercised and she will have created confidence. What if our vacation goes even better than we expected? All right, tip number three, replace that catastrophic thought with a more realistic one. And here's the key, allow yourself to feel the feelings associated with it. For instance, if our plane gets delayed or it rains for the most part of our vacation, we will probably feel disappointed. But the whole vacation won't be ruined. Or if my child does fall while climbing a tree and break, and she does break her arm, she will feel pain and be sad. And I will be sad for her. But it was an accident because she was trying something new. And it doesn't mean that I am a, a, a neglectful mother. Why, why couldn't I say that? All right. Tip number four. Trust yourself. Trust yourself that you would know what to do or where to look for help. Think about what your worst case scenario may be. Then do a little dress rehearsal, if you will. <laughs> that was the only way I could think of it, right? Think of the steps that you, you could take while you are still feeling, feeling calm. For instance, if your daughter's climbing a tree and she does get a broken arm, I can allow myself to feel sad for my child, but then I know that I will take her to the hospital so that she can get medical attention. If our vacation plans do get interrupted somehow with the weather or the delays, I can allow myself to feel, again, disappointed, sad maybe, but recognize that I or whoever else is with me on vacation, we are all capable of making alternative plans and arrangements. And nothing is ruined. As you practice doing these four things, and yes, I said practice because you know that thought work does take practice. You will notice when your brain wants to catastrophize a situation and you will be able to stop your brains from running away with all the what if thoughts. You will gain a different perspective and you will see situations more realistically and you will allow yourself to feel more realistic feelings. 
you will create more self-trust, more self-confidence, that you will be able to figure out exactly what to do and where to look for help. And instead of feeling worried and anxious, you will actually feel calmer and have more clarity. So if you are tired of feeling worried and anxious because you're constantly trying to solve for every negative what if, then get on my calendar today for a free coaching session by clicking on the link in the show notes below, or you can go to my website. All right, my friends, have a wonderful day. Have a great week, and I will talk to you soon. Have you ever wondered what life coaching can do for you? Sign up now for a free coaching consultation at AngelaAdamsCoaching.com. I would love to be your coach. 